This is a moment in wine and hip hop, brought to you by Crew Love, blending wine and hip hop at the highest level. Wine and hip hop, wine and music. Yeah, what's good, y'all? It's your man Jermaine Showtime Stone, aka the Wolf of Wine, aka the Czar Vibes, aka Young Thanos. So I'm just out here collecting Infinity Stones. Now, I'm not giving away Infinity Stones, but today you will pick up a lot of jewels. This is one of those powerful episodes, man. It's powerful in the sense of it shows you how connected we all truly are. Uh, It's also something that you'll definitely gain a lot from as far as tools and uh, your wine journey. A lot of people hit me and they ask, what's the best way to learn about wine? What's the best way to get into wine? And I often tell people it's important to taste wine in group settings. Why? Because wine is completely subjective. You might taste something that I'm not tasting or vice versa or identify something that I can't quite articulate. I think that when you drink with the group, you're able to add a bit more context to your ideas of what you may or may not enjoy, how to be conversational about wine. There's a lot of things that really come from tasting in a group setting but we're in the digital world and it's difficult to do that today's show is going to be with my man andrew hall of seller tracker now seller tracker is one of those tools that you can utilize it's huge database of wine and tasting notes helps you to get organized but also if you're curious about what something tastes like or you're trying to learn about a particular region This is where all that data lives. I mean, back in my wine auction days, I used to utilize Seller Tracker for pricing, understanding demand on things. So it's a great tool that I used in my professional career, but there's a lot happening in wine and tech. And in today's digital world, we all have to find ways to stay more closely connected. And there are different ways to do that. So although I use Seller Tracker one way in my career, I think that it's actually grown and there's a bunch of ways to utilize it. But I also wanted to show y'all what the real wine industry is like, who the people are, and how closely connected we are without even knowing it. Andrew is someone who I connected with not even knowing that he worked for Seller Tracker. He was just a cool dude. And we were both passionate about the same things and really just getting to the root of enjoying wine. So I wanted to have him on the show, one, to talk about Seller Tracker and let everybody know what it is. But also, this was our tech sponsor for the Wine and Hip Hop Festival. You know, so these are people that are really doing things to build the culture and be a part of it. So I wanted to give everybody an opportunity to get to know my man, Andrew, get to know Seller Tracker, and help you get to know what's really going on in the wine industry, man. If you want to get into it, this is how you do it. Being a part of these conversations, understanding the world around you and what's going on. So without further ado, my dog, Andrew Hall, Seller Tracker. I have been there almost from ground zero. Uh, I was uh, working with Eric from pretty much right after he started. And my role is to basically take care of the data. So if you're talking about a wine and she's talking about a wine, the important thing for us is that we're on the same page. And since all of our data is pretty much user contributed, I jokingly call my job herding cats because (laughs) wine data is not easy sometimes. It's confusing. 
And it's confusing because in different countries, the same wine will have different labels and different things happen. And, and importers will say one thing, producers will say one thing. And that's kind of a barrier to communication, which isn't good. Yeah, and yeah. That, that gives a space for some of the, I don't know, bad actors and people to move in because they make it appear simple. And my job is just to basically say, you know, it's a, it can be confusing, but I'm here to help. And I'm here to make sure when we're talking about it, we're talking about the same thing and we're having fun. And that's my role. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's been a good, it's a really good ride. Um, Eric and I, we joke that we've been uh, together longer than a lot of marriages. <laughs> Yo, man, look, Sellatrack has been legendary in my entire career and a huge tool um, the entire time I've worked in this industry, man. So I see, I got my man King Kirk, the 40 Thieves in the building. So we got to get to understand who your rap spirit animal is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and all of us, uh, we have rappers that we connect with, We rappers that we feel connect with our style. Yeah embody our spirit i think a big part of why hip-hop has been uh so successful in in bridging cultures has been because so many of us can identify with these people that that you just would not think that you could it's it's been so great for for helping uh other cultures understand hip-hop culture that much better right so, that said if you could choose right. any hip-hop artist that you felt you connected with the most you know, yep. who would that be? No pressure, but... All right. <laughs> so, it was a hard question. Because my first answer was uh, someone like um, MF Doom. Because my son introduced me to MF Doom. And that's pretty cool when, like, the kids can then school you on something. <laughs> but I got to go with where I came from. And it's Africa Bombada. Mm. And the reason is, is I was a punk alt dance club kind of kid and then all of a sudden Africa Bombada this is the 80s Africa Bombada and Johnny Rotten of the Sex Pistols did a song together called World Destruction is Time Zone And scarily enough, the politics are still relevant. It's still great beats. It's still a great song. But all of a sudden, here was this thing in which it all came together. It was like all one culture, one culture against the man kind of kind of stuff. And so you could dance to it. It was political. It was punk because it was Johnny Rotten. It was funny. It was everything all together. So it's <laughs> Africa Bombada, World Destruction. I mean, they were calling themselves Time Zone, the project. But World Destruction, I still, 30 years later, know probably 90% of the lyrics of that song. <laughs> See, yo, that's, that's the thing that bugs me out about this game. Like, you would never think that you would go so deep in the crates, man. Yeah. Like, that is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, no, and, and you're right, though, about uh, it being a revolutionary type of music, definitely raging against the machine sort of stuff, man. Um, with that, 
you know, so you guys make sure y'all pay attention to that because we're going to be coming back to it at the end. And I think that I'm going to give away. Now, Seller Tracker is our digital partner, uh, and we're going to focus on um, the master classes. But, you know, I'm, I'm feeling it from the heart now, you know, so I'm going to give away some tasting notes from the streets, uh, food hall tickets at the end of this. If someone can remember who Andrew's rap spirit and is, <laughs> You're gonna have them tickets to not just and, and, they, and they have to spell it right. And you gotta spell it right. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta spell it right. So you will get tickets to both master classes as well as um, one ticket specifically from me for the Taste Notes from the Streets Food Hall featuring every dish we have past, present, and future is going down. We're debuting our, our, friend, our French content right in the theater. So, you know, it's gonna be wild, man. Um, but, uh, you know, digital partners man uh you guys have a huge importance in the industry um i thought that this was a great fit specifically because so much of what we do and the people that we focus on are the wine trade uh and that said my time in the trade seller tracker has been a tool for me as a consultant when whether i'm rearranging client sellers to um, clients sending me their inventories. These are the sorts of things that I've utilized Teletracker for over the years. So I thought that it's a great opportunity to talk about our masterclasses, which give a lot of people insight uh, into the wine industry in a completely different way. Now, our first masterclass is I'm a Hustler Baby. And uh, it's a wine business uh, industry panel. You know, uh, very often a lot of people think that the only path into the wine industry is being a sommelier in a restaurant or uh, a winemaker, but there are a lot of different pathways in. And me, as a kid coming in from the VX, I identified with the hustle first. I identified with the deal-making process that a lot of the, um, the, the uh, specialists were, were doing to bring in consignments so a lot of that back end stuff is what interested me and I came in through business operations and grew to what you see today. So there's a lot of different pathways in. And I also saw that working in the wine industry, in the wine auction industry, I spoke with all the different spokes in the wine business, whether that's importers, distributors, we worked with PR, uh, restaurants, retailers, private collectors, you name it. Uh, and it's because we worked on the buying and selling side. So um, again, all of these are worlds that all come together and connect at Seller Tracker, which I often look at as like a wine social media. <laughs> you know, it's like a fun little wine social media. But um, you know, that said, this panel is gonna have a, a really, really great group of industry professionals. Uh, everyone from uh, Juliana Colangelo, uh, VP at Colangelo Partners, really, really important PR in the wine industry. Uh, my, my man, Robert Bohr, OG, uh, you know, restaurateur. Uh, I mean, I, how do you even describe all the things that Robert is? He's except for hustle number one, you know, importer, uh, and he knows every facet of the wine industry. Um, but we also got cool people like my man, Nick Storm. Now, I'm very, very excited about Nick coming on board and I'm proud to have him sit alongside these types of wine professionals because Nick has sold over 200 million bottles in, in his career. <laughs> you know, like this is no bullshit. Yeah. Um, he was 
employee number two. Did I, where, where did you grow up, Andrew? What, what part of uh, where, where did you grow up? I grew up in West Virginia. Okay, so did they have um, this blue? Uh, it's like a blue cognac liqueur called uh, Hypnotic. At, not when I was a kid, but I remember when it dropped when I was in college. Uh, exactly. In there, so yeah, not not the kind of shit I was uh, sneaking as a high schooler, but uh, def definitely a little bit later. Yeah, so Nick Storm was employee number two at Hypnotic. You know, um, he was he pioneered um, marketing wine and spirits in music videos. Yep. Like before, it was never a, a featured highlight in the music video until Nick Storm did that. Um, aside from blowing up Hypnotic. He then went on um, to Ciroc as the vice president of marketing when Puff Daddy came on to Ciroc. Yeah, I'm showing my age. His name is Diddy now for y'all young kids that don't know him as Puff Daddy. But I grew up in the yeah. 90s, so we still call him Puff Daddy, all right? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Nick, Nick is a, a straight legend, man. He is the hip-hop, wine, and spirits marketing guy. When Puff yeah. came on to Ciroc, he helped brought Nick Storm on, and you can see how yeah. successful that was, and how similar the pattern of marketing was from what Nick did then. And now he's in the wine business. He has a really dope rose called um, Marcel. Uh, he's partnered with D Nice, uh, who y'all all know who, who has been killing it. King Kirk, I see you, my G. Um, but yeah, man, it's gonna be a really cool panel. It's gonna be um, moderated by our our media partner, French Magazine, my man Gervinda, and we're gonna have a surprise hip hop artist join us on that panel that also embodies nice. the hustle. Nice. Um, so it, it's gonna be crazy. And then the following day, we have the Respect the Producer panel. Um, now, now, Andrew, you familiar with uh, Capone and Noriega that group CNN? Yeah. So CNN was um, found by this guy named Tragedy Gaddafi, a legend from Queensbridge Project. He's actually also a very good friend of mine. Um, back in my days growing up, you know, I was kicking around. I had a lot of friends out in Queensbridge. Tragedy is actually um, an extended family member through extended family of mine. So, you know, he's someone that um, has been uh, someone I've always looked up to. But the guy like found Capone and Noriega, like you watch him on Drink Champs. So Tragedy, when I was putting this um, festival together, I hit up Tragedy. And, you know, I was just building with him on different concepts and things. And out of that came a conversation where he's ultimately executive producing the Respect the Producer panel. My man, Tragedy Gaddafi, thank you. Um, but he assembled an amazing panel of hip hop producers and I put together a, a fire group of wine producers. Um, we have Diana Says, um, who's gonna be on there. Um, I mean, y'all already know how she gets there, you know, Snowden Winery as well as Dijat. Uh, we also have um, Donay Burstone uh, from uh, Lafette du Rosé out there. You know, I, I mean, y'all know the Rosé. It's amazing. Um, we also have my man Jackie Summers. Uh, he ha Actually, Jackie, I, I have so much love for Jackie. He actually was the first black man to hold a distillery license in the United States. Um, and he does not look that old. He, he actually looks a lot younger than me. <laughs> 
nah, man. It's a great panel of people. And then as far as hip-hop producers, we got one of my favorite boss fitters right now who is also a producer. He's, to me, like a grower champagne. My man, 38 Special. Um, he had one of the hottest verses last year, and he continues to spit amazing verses. We also got hip-hop legend, Large Professor. Um, my man, you know, he produced a couple classics off Illmatic or Nas joint. Um, was one of the, the people that helped define Nas as well as um, he's continued to mentor him throughout his career. So having Large Professor on there was amazing. I mean, it's really just a great mashup of wine and hip hop. Um, and the dope thing about these panels is that uh, you get to you get to speak with producers at um, these people. These are people that are at the foundation of both of these industries that we love. And they're not the first person you think about. You know, um, but there, it takes passion and patience to produce both of these things. So often when I yep. get wild producers, and, and they're both usually always a little quirky. Every hip hop producer I've met was a little quirky. Same with the wild producers, you know, um, with very deep people. So I think it's going to be a great conversation. And I think it's something that a lot of people that are interested in the wine industry and interested in getting into the wine industry um, will, will enjoy to be at. You know, um, but yeah, man. So, Andrew, let me ask you, man. What what event are you most hyped about? I think I'm most hyping for the taste from the streets, um, particularly when I saw the cornas and the sandwiches one that you did. I was yeah. like, man, that sounds so sick. And those are the kind of foods that um, you know I travel around and I can dine at fine restaurants. But that's just something that just doesn't happen. That sort of that spontaneous fun. So um, you know, I'm super looking forward to that Jamaican beef patties. Oh, you know, yeah. having wine with that kind of stuff. And that uh, that was the number one thing I think right now that I'm really stoked about. We trying to run them numbers up, y'all. You want to help grow the brand? Subscribe to the YouTube right now. Be the first to check out new episodes of Taste and Notes from the Streets, our fire visual and event series where we pair our favorite foods from the hood with different wines from around the world. I mean, if you only listen to the podcast, you're only getting half the fun. So subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to our YouTube. One. Nah, yo, shooting that Jamaican beef patty episode... I mean, we we have a uh, look. The, sh the stuff we shot in France is great. All the other episodes is great, but that Jamaican beef patty episode that needed to happen. First yeah, because that was that was an, I needed to get that out. I wanted to share that with the world. <laughs> like, if yeah. I had to pick a last meal, those beef patties probably would they, be it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just that it's that it's it the beef patty specifically and. This is something I wish that I, I mentioned on the episode, but you know, we bring wine and hip hop culture together. People like, okay, you're doing foods from the hood, but how is that hip hop per se? And you know, hip hop is a culture. Hip hop is a way of life where speaking, dressing, so on and so forth. It's integrated in all different facets of life. Fast. Why wouldn't it trickle into food? And yeah. how does the Jamaican beef patty specifically correlate with hip hop is, is really interesting. Because when you think about the Caribbean migration into the United States, into all these different pockets in the U.S., Georgia, Florida, New York, especially in New York, there were pockets like Brooklyn, the Bronx. Like, we all yep. know 
where the yachties that yeah. rolled up at, you know? Yeah. So with that came culture, you know, came food. Yeah. Uh, it came a style of DJing, which turned into hip hop by Jamaican, yeah. you know, shout my man, Cool Herc, um, who brought that style of, of DJing from Jamaica. But that was, there also came an influx of foods like Jamaican beef patties and cocoa bread. So when you think about what the people were experiencing at that time, what is the responsibility of art is to communicate the nuances of a, a time period. You know, I can't tell you what it tastes like. You got to taste it yourself. I can't tell you what the vibe feel like. You got to taste it. But when you are eating this patty, you're tasting Jamaican culture and you're tasting hip hop culture because that is something right. that came in with it. But that's the long version of that, man. But it's deep shit like that happening all day at these days. Yeah. <laughs> but Andrew, you know this too, man. It's great that... um. I love that you also rock with us in the wine and hip hop club, man. Like you yeah. are a legit, you are a part of this culture and a big part of um, what I'm trying to communicate about wine. So, and we talked a little bit about this before, but what what is it about hip hop and wine that you think mostly connect with you? I think that uh, the real answer is enjoying things on your own terms and making it part of what you do and you don't need to be into wine because you're into wine and it's expected of you and it's a it's a cultural marker for the people around you um you get into it because you enjoy it and you mash it up with things that you love um and you you can take it seriously but it doesn't mean you need to put it on a pedestal and and uh be, be special about it yeah. and I, I I also think there's a, a tension where the, the you mentioned Quench. There was a really good article in there about um, all these high-end restaurants playing hip hop, and yes. what does that mean? And how does that? Um, there's a really good book. I'm kind of riffing randomly. There's a really good book called um, Everything But the Burden that mm. talks about how uh, African American culture kind of gets appropriated and taken. And that article in Quench really made me think. I'm like, wow, I really enjoy this music in these restaurants, but what does that mean? Mm. And I think that wine at its best expression are those questions. What does it mean about the people who produce these wines? You know, are they paid well? What's the conditions they live in? Um, Chilean wine like Pice that I love, you know, there's a, a culture of resistance there of the people who are growing these grapes for hundreds of years before it became cool. And those questions, even if they don't have good answers, just the fact that you ask them is important. And great hip hop asks those questions. It asks yeah. those questions, confronts you to change your assumptions, change the way you look at things. Um, and maybe sometimes you don't change it, but you look at it a little different way. And it could be anything from, you know, the relationship with big brands like Cristal to artisanal producers. But one should always be thinking about what are your relationships with the things you, you're interested in? What do you consume? What do you do? And so what I most really appreciated is when I listen to you, when I listen to different people, I see the world a little bit differently. So mm -hmm. I learn things. And at the end of the day, that's what greatness should be about. Great wine, great music, great art. When you're done with it, the world should look a little bit different, uh, mm -hmm. sound a little bit different, taste a little bit different. And that's that's at the end of the day why why I care and why I want Cellar Track to be involved, why I get personally invested in all this is that um, any day you don't learn something's not a good day. 
Mm. Nah, definitely, man. Uh, and you know what? I got to say, like, it, it is really cool, especially the conversations that we have in the Wine and Hip Hop Club uh, about the connections of wine and hip hop. Um, I especially la- enjoyed our, our convo about complex wines and complex rhymes. Now, right. interestingly enough, we have an entire dinner dedicated to that on yeah. Sunday night of the festival, Complex Wines and Complex Rhymes. Um, excuse me, uh, I have a fun announcement coming tomorrow <laughs> about who our, one of our surprise guests on that uh, dinner is going to be. But, you know, the thing about language in wine is really, really important. You know, uh, just it, and there's beauty in it. There is an art in it. I've, I've spoken to sommeliers where sometimes the way that they describe the wine makes it taste even better. Like, damn, I didn't think about yeah. it that way. But, yeah. um, you know, so we have... Uh, so Complex Wines, Complex Rhymes, this dinner is going to be hosted by Master Sommelier, my brother Justin Wilson, uh, and we're going to bring uh, some really dope hip-hop elements in that. It's going to be a few different courses, and with every course, we will have a hip, uh, we will have a sommelier come out, we're going to introduce the wine with that course, and we will have a hip-hop verse paired with that. One way or the other, it will be a surprise, 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 but y'all going to enjoy it. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm, just, I'm super excited about these things that we're doing. So with that conversation, breaking down what a complex wine was, as well as a complex rhyme, is really interesting. Because with that, um, the beauty and complexity is the more you learn about it, the more that you appreciate it. You yeah. know, and I think with complex wines especially, you know, you... When you're able to understand the different layers of aromas, the different layers of, of uh, flavor profiles, that's really when you start to appreciate complexity. But similar, and, and it should always unpeel something different every time you experience it. Um, if it's always the same, it's not complex anymore. Exactly, and that, and that's the thing. It's, it's this amazing thing that continues to evolve in this glass that's been preserved since 2014. <laughs> But, but no, man, uh, with, with complex rhymes, that is a, it's just so many ways to attack it from everything from language that goes over your head. Like, I was a big cannabis fan, and that 100 bars, this dude said my brain weighs on an encephalograph, so I'm stark raving mad. Now, me and my, and my 14-year-old body, like, wondering what an encephalograph was, but I just assumed, you know, it was some, some shit that measured brain waves. Now, there I go learning something, but I just, cannabis was just so, all of, all of his lyrics were so complex, but just because it took so much time to break down. Right. Um, and sometimes complexity can, can have layers. It can, it can be the double or triple entendre like my man Jay-Z is known for. You know, the ever classic, I sip fine wines and spit vintage flows. That is the, that's the best wine and hip hop line of all time because, you know, if you ain't get the double entendre of sip fine wines, spit vintage flows, like, I didn't realize that he was talking about a wine tasting until I was well into my wine career. Not even at the beginning, well into it. So, um, and, and and that and that's the best when when you learn something new and then all of a sudden that rhyme that you heard two years ago you're like holy shit I had no idea that's what he was talking about. Yep, yep, exactly, man, exactly. Nah, it, it's it's gonna be dope, man. Well, 
Andrew. So we, I, I'll, I'll read it to people up, let them know, you know, that you do your thing with Seller Tracker. With that, what do you see as the future for Seller Tracker? I feel like you guys have like a whole new leash on life, a different way to, to looking at the industry. What does the future hold for Seller Tracker? So the, the future is, um, we've always had a solid niche about wine collectors, uh, the hardcore uh, type of people. And we now are recognizing that um, that's a, I won't say getting market that's getting smaller, but people have a whole different relationship with wine, a whole different way of finding about wines. And we have a knowledge base, um, a depth of tasting notes, a depth of experience that's um, no judgment. I mean, Vine Pair called us the most wholesome place to talk about wine. And I mean, and there's so many places that people talk about and they get nasty and whatnot. And we're just not that. Uh, we're open to everyone. And we want to be there for people on what we call, you know, the people's wine journey. Um, wherever they start, it doesn't matter. And where people start now is so different. Natty wines, because, you know, they've drank sour beers and all of a sudden Natty wines show up and things like that. And we're at that intersection of those different vibes that people get to get into wine. Um, you can be an absolute classicist and you can be like, uh, wow, I love sour beers and all of a sudden Natty Wines are my jam and we're there for you. And we need to find a way to reach out to people because we're not always easy to discover. And that's the journey that we're on right now is to, you know, we went from three of us to 12 of us and we'd like to grow. We want to get more involved with different communities, different people out there to expand that expertise, to expand um, both uh, for what we can do for others and what we can learn from others. Because it's honestly exciting for me to go out in the world and go, wow, you know, I thought I knew a whole bunch of things and all of a sudden I don't anymore. And that's great. Um, and uh, so that's that's the journey that we can all share together. Oh, oh so, we, so I say a comment, what are natty wines? Yeah, um, yeah. I talk slag a lot, Na natural wines. So wines made with as little intervention as possible, no sulfur, no added yeast. It's a hugely controversial argumentative subject, but it's uh, uh, super fun to get into. Yeah, oh yeah, nah. Yo, it's funny because like, there's really like natty wine beef. You got your natty wine haters. You got your, you know, there's some natty wine people that's on some, you know, they they, they like to yeah. put it out there first. So, oh yeah, um, yeah. But you know, we love everybody here with wine and hip hop, yeah. baby. <laughs> exactly. Yo. And and that's the thing about Cellar Trucker is we're we're an intersection. Um, uh, most of us that are our work there, you know, we're one day drinking. Uh, great champagne from the classic houses that have been around, you know, 200 years. And then the next day we're drinking weird natty stuff from someplace that, like Georgia, that, you know, you didn't even know made wine six months ago. And uh, and loving the journey, loving the fun of it. Um, and you know what? It, and if you don't like it, that's okay too. Because that's a piece of information that can tell you a little bit more about what you might like the next time. And uh, have fun with it. That's how you build your palate, honestly. Like yeah. drinking shit you don't like. <laughs> you know, exactly. You, yeah. You, you yeah. How you how you know what what it is that you actually like? I love these right. questions from the audience feed. Let's get some more questions in here. In about five minutes, we're going to find our winner. So let's get some more questions, Rockin'. 
Me and Andrew gonna keep chopping, chopping it that, up. That's good, because I'm getting freaking cold out here <laughs> on this balcony. <laughs> oh, God. See, yeah, I forgot you in, you in Manhattan. I'm in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> so... I mean, I, lo I love this place. I love Manhattan, but it got colder than I expected today. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Seen yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So now let's, we, we gonna, I think it's time to, to go ahead and ask the question. Now, audience, everybody watching, what hip hop artist did Andrew identify the most? I'm giving away two masterclass tickets. So, uh, two masterclass tickets for each day, and I'm giving away two tasting notes from the street seasoning finale tickets, all right? So, if you guys just hit us up right now in the comments, let's see who is Andrew's, what what rapper did Andrew most connect with? You guys know, tickets is on deck, man. Um, yes, yeah, so with that andrew man so hip-hop artists now we already talked about hip-hop artists what would you say oh wow okay Imani. there we go hey, but but they they spelled it wrong uh, <laughs> i'll give you partial credit first there we go okay okay <laughs> all right so we got two winners we got two winners. make sure y'all hit our dm right now <laughs> and I'm gonna make sure to um, to grab your email and send your ticket out. Definitely, <laughs> thank you, Amani. You get you get partial credit on that because you can't quick with it. You can't quick with it. You know. <laughs> but oh man, that is that is hilarious. So, That's cold. Andrew, you you the man, man. So you got anything you want to leave the people with? I'm sorry, what? You, you got any last comments? No, just looking forward to next weekend, and uh, it's going to be a blast. I'm going to love it. Um, hopefully, uh, we're going to have our data lined up and uh, maybe make some tasting note sheets and things for people. But certainly, the, all the wines that you're going to taste there, you're going to be able to look up on Cellar Tracker, find out what other people think. Um, we'll be there uh, all the sessions, so hit, hit my team up. My team is awesome. Um, super cool. And uh, really looking forward to it. It's dope, man. It's such a useful tool, especially for me. You know, I'm continuing to, to you know, what we do, taste notes from the streets. I got to grab insight and thoughts about what people think about wines all the time. And Cellar yeah. Jack is such a great and, and useful uh, resource tool for that reason. Um, and yeah, I like thanks, man. I'm all, I'm all about my little, my little wine social media hack. So, <laughs> you know, we, I, yeah. I love it there. Um, yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yo, Andrew, you are the man. Thank you so much again. Stella Tracker, thank y'all. Ciao, ciao. This was a moment in wine and hip-hop brought to you by Crew Love.